Live alive. <laughs> there we go. Coming at you live from the Henderson basement. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's uh, Noob Talk Radio, your friendly neighborhood podcast. Welcome back. Happy uh, happy day. Happy day indeed. Uh, we're we're almost we're getting pretty close to Happy Halloween time. Getting close. I'm excited. Are you excited? As excited as a grown-up can be about Halloween. <laughs> Teague is over the moon. <laughs> uh, I still love Halloween, man. Yeah? It's mostly it's mostly because of the video games, yeah. I just, I mean, I, Fair I, enough. I like horror games, man. It's like, th- there really is something special about playing horror games at Halloween. I, tr- I sincerely believe, you know. Like, I hear you. I like the season in terms of, like, horror movies and stuff like that. You totally, know. totally. Yeah. So far, I have had no luck. You know, I tried some uh, Halloween, more recent Halloween movies, even the most recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I gotta say, uh, I wasn't feeling very Halloweeny. <laughs> I heard of the recent Halloween movies that, well, it's not specifically Halloween, I just mean horror movies that I maybe missed out on. I feel like I should have probably checked out Evil Dead. I didn't watch the remake of Just So So. The f- okay, so the uh, the first serious Evil Dead movie, fucking awesome. A little bit on the gruesome side. A little bit. Wait, are we talking about the actual way back? Uh, no, 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 no. The recent. First, yeah, I think 2012-ish, 2010 maybe. Maybe that's what I'm talking maybe about. Maybe 2014 even. But anyways, they made another. Actually, it could even be later. But they made another one called Rise um, okay. that came out fairly recently. It's on Crave right now for free. I think I must not be talking about Hold that. Hold on. I'll, no, no, no. There was one that came out, I want to say 2012, 2015 Evil Dead Wikipedia. Maybe. Here, while you're Googling that, uh, welcome back to Noob Talk Radio, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Joshua Osborne, and we'll give you a proper intro, I promise. Uh, and this is episode 77 of Noob Talk Radio. Have I, have I gotten that wrong? No, it is actually, in fact, episode 77 of Noob Talk Radio. Once again, Joshua Osborne with me here is Teague Henderson. And Teague, uh, I mean, I, I, it feels sort of, you know, a little silly to ask you how you're doing now. Because yeah, I well, feel like we skipped that. Yeah. We, we, we're past that. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You know? <laughs> Good enough in yourself. <laughs> not, that, not bad, not bad. Good, but back to the Evil Dead thing. Right. Please. So, so, yeah, there was one in 2013 just called Evil Dead. Okay. That's worth checking out. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Evil Dead Rise came out in 2023. Okay. Yeah, see, Evil Dead 2013 feels like it came out last year for me. Okay, <laughs> Does that make enough. sense? Yep, yep. <laughs> in my mind, it's still like, yeah, that was... A really, really recent movie that I mm-hmm. that I somehow missed, which is actually ten years old. It's a decade ago. <laughs> Jesus yeah. fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I'm too goddamn old, and this makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, <laughs> but I, I do recommend the first one. And I mean, if you feel like checking out the new one, it, it's okay. Like it's decent, but um, I don't know. I found the first one was at least it was in the cabin, you know. And, yeah. Um, yeah. No, Good it, times. Well, it looked like a cool. Um, it looked like a, a really you know serious, trying to actually be scary and very gru- you know gruesome and gory, intense, like r- r- good special effects wise. Yeah, totally. you know, version of, of of the same property that we love, kind of thing. Absolutely, and without the the you know shitty acting and the cheese. Yeah, which is part of it. But it absolutely is. You know, but it, it totally changes the vibe. It does. It does. Yeah, so, yeah. which I was never, I, I never thought would be in necessarily a bad way. No, you know? no, 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 not at all. Um, but anyways, anyways, uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, where were we? October, Halloween, Halloween. Yeah, yeah something special about uh, you know horror games in this month. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just, uh, it's, I guess also I used to be really in touch with horror gaming and mm. I've kind of like really dialed it back in the past, like, say, I don't know, five, like since we started this podcast, you know, like I, I, I used know. to, like when I gave you Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, remember? A, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> that was when I was like really at the height of uh, horror. Uh, yeah, I was absolutely like, you know, super into the horror genre. Um, and I mean, I played RE2 Remake uh, shortly after that. I still loved Resident Evil Village. That was great. Um, and so you've played a handful. Yeah, no, I, I've played my, my fair few. I mean, Alan Wake back in the day, we'll talk a little bit about Alan Wake 2 maybe soon. Actually, perhaps just right now, because there's really no spot to mention in the show, but it is coming out October 27th. Um, and I, there's no news to report. Uh, I mean, it was delayed to get out of the way of... What was it again? Starfield. Starfield, thank you. Um, and since last time we recorded, I checked out a really nice long breakdown with Skill Up, and it sounds great. Um, and I mean, he, you know, again, like... Yeah, I don't always agree with Skillup's take on things, but his take is always like when he says a game's good, I tend to believe him. Right. You right. know, like with Deathloop, uh, he didn't say the game was good. He said the, he said he thought he genuinely thought the game was bad. You know? Okay. Yeah. And so it's just like there's just sort of a, a difference of opinion uh, on our part, I think. Yeah. Um, but when he says a game is good, I've never felt like it wasn't appropriate. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I tended, yeah, I mean, I t- I'm taking what he says with a, uh, you know, as pretty. A pretty gospel. good, yeah, yeah, as gospel, basically, yeah. No, I mean, really, Skillup is pretty much. I've never really. He's never done anything in a review that's really because even Deathloop, the criticisms were extremely cogent. Mm-hmm. Like I, they didn't, they just didn't. Uh, they weren't negatives for me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. They were still cogent, you know. So for sure. Sort of like. Um, for sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I, my favorite thing of his. And my first introduction to him was the video convincing me to play Hunt Showdown. Yeah. And he was completely right on every level when it came to that game. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, all right, this, yeah. He's like, you're going to hate it, but you're going to love it too. And like, uh, it's brutal, but it's awesome and whatever. Um, he just described it in a way that sold me on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, I listened to him too. Uh, for the most part I mean I, I don't play everything that like if I'm not interested in it just because he says it's a good game I'm not going to play it I, I probably play 1% of the games he reviewed re- re- I mean they're, they're he did, usually um, he did Fireteam as well right yeah yeah okay so I'll get another one you know like 100%. I was just okay yeah. I can I trust this yeah yeah and, it, and you know even though like one of the big reviews I guess I perhaps didn't agree with was his Cyberpunk review mm. which was he just was um, overwhelmingly enthusiastic about it and I think it's a good game and an interesting game but I, I'm, I'm not overwhelmingly enthusiastic about it right um, but even so like it was a 55 minute breakdown which is insanely long for him and it's not even like most of his breakdowns are not even close to that long mm-hmm. it's really just you know he was on the hype train clearly with the whole Cyberpunk it had such a giant buzz around it at the time for sure. that it kind of made sense. That, like you could get away with an hour-long synopsis at that point in time. You know, yeah. like, people might actually sit down and watch that, which I did, and I did. <laughs> excuse me, and I did still find it like a really interesting breakdown, even though I don't agree with a lot of things he says. But, right. Uh, it was just. It's kind of like it's cool to have that. To like sometimes you just want to dive into what somebody thinks about something, and I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he's good for that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I still watch a lot of his reviews. Even for games I don't intend on checking out. Well, like, uh, like Immortals of Avium. Actually, I, no, I didn't check that one out. But I watched his Armored Core 6 a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't need to. But, like, uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, I just like hearing what he has to say about stuff. For sure. But, um, yeah, anyways. So, all that to say, um, his impressions on Alan Wake 2. Because I was sort of like... <clears throat> ever since that game was announced, I've been kind of like... 
I don't know about Remedy now. Like, yeah, I loved Alan Wake. I mean, that, that and honestly, like, that game truly and sincerely spoke to me, like, when I played it. Like, it was the perfect synthesis of so many different properties that I love. Like, it was... It was In the Mouth of Madness um, right. by John Carpenter. I remember that. It, it was also uh, that t- TV show uh, by David Lynch, uh, Twin Peaks. Mm, I was, never saw it. Neither did I, but that was my first exposure to it, and I, I absolutely love the... Um, it's fucking weird, and I c- can't say it's a good TV show, but it has there's something that he does with mood and tone that is like really exceptional. Okay. And that's exactly what they were channeling in the game, you know? So yeah, perfect parts like In the Mouth of Madness, Twin Peaks, and a little bit of, say, Resident Evil-style action. Like, not as much, perhaps, mm-hmm. but like it's, it's got some really cool action at the same time. Yeah, a lot of Silent Hill influence also. You can, I definitely felt like, because we just, we're going to talk about Silent Hill later, and we just watched the trailer again from the, I want to say it was 2022. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's actually al- almost yeah. year October to date. 19th, 2022. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and from the state of, state of play? Uh, it was either a state of play, or no, maybe it was a Silent Hill specific, they did like a little mini Silent Hill showcase, right. where they announced those like three or four Silent Hill games, uh, most of which look pretty garbage, but the remake uh, is very interesting. And we just watched that trailer again, and I was like, yeah, it, it reminded me how much the game has in common with, or how much it lent to Alan Wake DNA. You know? mm. uh, and uh, so anyways, when Alan Wake hit for me, it was like a perfect storm of like, these are all the cultural influences that I love the most. Right. And it, 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 yeah, I mean, that game was just was an absolute treat the entire way through. Um, and when they announced the new one after Control, because Control I was very not that interested in, even though I heard lots of great stuff about it. That was the... Um Control? Yeah, it's like, um, kind of like X-Files, I get the impression a bit. Okay. It's like you're a paranormal uh, investigation division, mm-hmm. investigating weird cases, and I think as the main character you have, like, <clears throat> special powers, like psychokinetic powers uh, and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that I'm pretty sure that is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, um, that's on. the same company, that's also Remedy. Um, Similar-ish to fucking uh, Infamous-style yeah, powers? Yeah, that's not, a, not at all a bad comparison, yeah. Uh, it's exactly the game I'm thinking of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I tried this. Really? Yeah. What did you think of it? Was not a fan. <laughs> it was cool, but I never put in the time. Like yeah. uh, I, I did the. Did you I, feel I like played like you saw what people were describing when they liked it? I, I, it was probably free, honestly, or like Could maybe be. it was like dirt cheap sale, and I got Very it. Possible. I don't know why it, I got it did it. really poorly commercially. Um, so it went on constant sales for a while. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, I, I remember playing it maybe maybe an hour, if even that. And okay. it, it had some... For you, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it was okay, uh, but just wasn't for me, you know. Fair. Um, wait a minute. Was this... Was it PS3? Uh, no. Uh, PS4. PS4. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's, it yeah, might have been PS4. like the... Tail, was it the tail end of... No, it was PS4. No, it's yeah. PS4. It's yeah. definitely PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know why the hell I had it, unless it was free. Must have been it might like have been a, a PS Plus or something. Very possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like some sort of insane, like a, an eighty to ninety percent sale is not out of the cards. Okay, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because it it, it uh, performed extremely poor for a while, and despite getting quite overall pretty decent critical reception, mm-hmm. it just wasn't selling for some reason. Like I, I don't, you know, nobody knows why, right? It just didn't didn't hit. Um, but it's one of those games that, like, consistently, when I um, 
you hear from journalists, streamers, podcasters. Like it's a it's it's a name that I hear brought up a lot in mm -hmm. terms of like something people really liked. Um, even though, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, this is just not, it's not the thing for me. I don't know, you know, yeah. even yeah. though it's by the same company and I can see the influences of them in this game also. And then it's like, I listened to, a, I remember there was like an interview with a, maybe I want perhaps the CEO of Remedy at one point in time. And he really turned me off. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, most interviews with game designers I listen to, <clears throat> I walk away having a lot more respect for them, right. like being more curious about their products. And not this, this one, guy? no, this was when I was like, man, this guy sounds a little like stuck up, maybe a bit narcissistic, like... Huh. I don't, I'm just like yeah no it's not it's not helping me to <laughs> anyways so that you know how control was really not for me uh, and then in Alan Wake 2 so long after the fact with a company that is perhaps a little different than when it started right made me wonder you know like is there really going to be anything there for me now yeah you know? fair enough uh, so I was pretty not excited about the game but then after hearing this skill up thing I'm like oh geez like maybe you know, maybe they can do it give it a try yeah and there's like there's multiple characters like there's the okay. like it sounds like they have the um, you know from that TV show on HBO that you re-recommended me, Outcast, is it? Outcast? Outsider? Outsider, sorry, yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Outsider, you know they have that sort of annoying uh, female genius detective? Yeah. Um, it sounds like she's in this game in a not annoying version. Oh. Um, like, a, a, you know, like they have also female black detective, uh, but it doesn't sound annoying at all. <laughs> and yeah. So it's she's a, not autistic. It's, pardon me. She's not autistic. No, she's not autistic. Oh, she's artistic. That's good. <laughs> she's she's a painter. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's just a sculptor. Um, yeah, it sounds like the game is fifty-fifty. Alan Wake and her. Okay. So she's investigating these things. These these are sort of like paranormal mysteries that are happening. While in Alan Wake's side, you know, you're consistently writing, like he, he's doing his whole thing of like he writes the reality. Right, because it's like it's the reality of his books coming to life, kind of thing. Right, no and, madness. Yeah, and these two things are like intersecting in, in, in times, and I did just I don't know. It just sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um, and from what he described, like the, her like mind palace shit is like actually like it's cool. <laughs> it's not too much, and it's like brief and simple, but it's like nice, good storytelling. Cool. Yeah, and and I don't know, man. It just it sounds really fascinating. So that sounds really cool, and then. I mean, we were going to put this... What, what was Silent Hill was in the news, right? It was in the news section? I think it was in the news section. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was going to be our number two news article. Since we're on the subject, we might as well just handle it here. Yep. So number two was going to be Silent Hill 2 Remake. Release date likely nearing announcement. Uh, this is October 10th. I got this off IGN. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it was even IGN India. Yeah, IGN India. Uh, and basically, uh, this is a nothing burger. That's it. Pretty much. Um, but Silent Hill 2 Remake... The last thing we heard about it was that it's just it's been really silent, like pretty much ever since. I actually kind of got a respect there. And over the hill. What's that? And over the hill. <laughs> um. I don't. <laughs> it means nothing, dude. It means nothing. Because silent and over the hill is a thing. Silent hill. Oh my god. <laughs> You're uh, you're really on, you're on the dad jokes today. You're usually not that much of a dad joke guy. Well. <laughs> uh, but anyways. anyways, yeah, no, it was last year again, right? That we heard. Uh, maybe they talked about it since, but that's yeah. the last we talked about it, I think. Yeah, the the last we talked about it was when uh, there was the interview with Bloober Team, and they were just, Bloober Team, yeah, Bloober Team, the Demon Souls remake guys, right? And they were describing how they were really enthusiastic about the, the progress of the game, and that it was basically finished, and they were like, "This is pretty much complete." You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Feature complete done and then they got told yeah. guys like shut the fuck up they got a little reprimanded by konami after mm -hmm. um and you know they sort of they did a little apology tour a brief apology tour uh, which is always awesome uh, yeah. who doesn't love a good apology tour but oh. um 
<laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the, so. Uh, where was I? I'm losing the plot here. Uh, what I was trying to say, yeah, was that I respect the way that they've basically said nothing about this game ever right. since it was for initially announced. You know, like even this this Bloober team coming out and and, and giving sort of like an unsolicited uh, interview is like clearly not intentional kind of thing. And I kind of respect the fact that they just have said nothing about the game until it seems like, I mean, nobody knows, but it seems like it's going to release like prob probably imminently. Um, this would make sense for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, just the fact that, I mean, October 31st does matter for game companies. Like, for game companies making horror games, it does matter. And historically speaking, like, we have totally seen a lot of scary game releases coincide with Halloween. Hmm. That's not at all unusual. And then this article here, uh, again, there is what Blooper Team said previously, which sounded very believable. Um, and here we have... Yeah, so this, uh, this article on IGN just points out that uh, the Steam page of the game has introduced new details about the Steam achievements coming to SteamDB, and this is typically an indication that the game's development is approaching its final stages. Again, I got this off IGN. Uh, this was found by Reddit user... This was found by Reddit user Toomster Games. Silent Hill 2 Remake has 12 achievements. They list the achievements later on. Yeah, it's yeah. not particularly important for me, um, but basically this is just to say that um, the fact that these things have been spotted in the database is is sort of like uh, a likely indicator that it may be coming imminently. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, so I don't think it's without, without the realm of possibility that they're going to try to make the uh, October 31st since we seem so close now. Mm -hmm. It almost seems to make sense that that's maybe what they're aiming for, although who knows. Um, it, I doubt it would be much, much, much longer after that. If not, so I mean, yeah. Coming back to the, you know, just general discussion of like ha Halloween games, it's like so we've got now Alan Wake two October twenty seventh. We've got Silent Hill two remake, which after I watched the trailer again, I got to be honest, I think it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Like the, the the they're really nailing the atmosphere and the mood, you know. Um, that's maybe going to be by October thirty first also, and right. then and this was going to be in the rapid fire, uh, but. This happened, like, literally the day after we recorded last time, uh, but PS Plus Essentials for October 2023 came out, and Callisto Protocol was amongst them. Right. Which is amazing, and everybody should, if you have a PS Plus, like, go get it. Like, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it was a $90 game that's, like, now free. Um, for the month, yeah. I don't Even know if you don't feel like playing it right yeah. now, you should put it in the library Just for later. Add, I mean, it's... Unlike it, what Josh does, because he doesn't agree with hey putting man. things in libraries. I fucking he want doesn't to... like libraries. He was okay when uh, Alexandria <laughs> Library burnt down. I don't mind. He doesn't, he doesn't mind, you know. Uh, he thinks it's a good thing. He hates on libraries. So. Josh the book burner. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, Josh book burner Osborne. <laughs> uh, no, I I, um, I was really happy about this one, and I immediately downloaded it. Yeah, um, for sure. I immediately added it and downloaded it. Mm -hmm. Of course, also, it was like literally the day after we talked about well, yeah, and it's Schofield new, leaving the, the studio, right? Yeah, it's something you were interested in. It, it doesn't go against what you were saying about just not, you know, no. adding games to the library. And the only reason why I didn't try it at the time was I think I was probably a little balls deep in Elden Ring, if yeah, memory serves. Um, but more importantly, it was a $95 game. And yeah, I, I know. Just like, I know. For something that's like a 10 to 15 hour experience, maybe, even if it's a really interesting 10 to 15 hour experience, like, I gotta really want to play it. Exactly. To pay, pay that much money. Yeah, definitely. So a freebie um, is super awesome. Man, no, I... So, yeah, so it really is a perfect trifecta for me this Halloween. It's gonna be yeah. either Alan Wake 2... Like, I'm strongly considering getting Alan Wake 2 after Skill Ups Impressions. Mm -hmm. Or Callisto Protocol. Well, it's um, only 20 hours, you know. Get, a, get both. That was free, so that doesn't uh, count. 
I it takes me a while to get through stuff. That doesn't yeah. count, though. I also get really like no, but it's like mentally, it's now in my log sort right, of. Right, 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 right. But it, you you didn't purchase it, so no. it doesn't count towards the year's purchases of games. Is what I'm trying to say. No, but I'm actually so good with like my game purchases now that like I feel like I don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm -hmm. I've moved on to just like what do I actually want to play? Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying you you should if it's a question of Alan Wake or Silent Hill, just get them both because you got Callisto for free. Mm, no, I can't do that. Yeah. No, that's too. Of uh, that, that's too. That's too spendthrift. Uh, no, that's Opposite. Of course you can't do it. I, I know. What was I thinking? Um, it's more just like, why would I buy two games at the same time when I can clearly only play one of them? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you, you, also, you finish one, you buy the other one. Games I don't like, mean buy them at the same time. No, no, no. But I mean, games like Alan Wake and Silent Hill, like horror games, they take it out of me. Okay. You know? So I can't, I, I actually can't play like a bunch of them. I need to focus a little bit. You know what I mean? It's I like they're more like They're more like mentally intense, like mm -hmm. psychologically intense, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, anyway, it's no Elden Ring where it's like I'm on autopilot now. And yeah, I but can Elden just Ring, like, it's like, Jesus, you could put endless time into that. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah. whatever. Um, anyway. Yeah, so, you know, Halloween games. Halloween's here. Or close, anyway. Extremely close. I'm starting to feel it in the game in the games quadrant. I'm yeah. feeling it yeah. in my bones. I feel like I, de I derailed myself. You mean like uh, the weather? Yeah. Though, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's been it's been pretty pretty chilly lately. Yeah. Uh, well, as you can see, I busted out the I've got the sheep for the first time. Maybe it was a bit much today. I was a little hot, but still. Uh, you're not going to regret it tonight on your no, way home. I will not. Hundred like, percent. Uh, um, yeah. So you know, I feel like I derailed myself there a little bit with the whole. I was talking about my so, his, my history of of horror games, but. All to say, I don't play them quite as much as I used to, but I am kind of stoked about this particular Halloween. I'm just like, yeah, it's, 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 a really, it's a good excuse to get in touch with that again, you know? For sure. And also lately I've been doing other things like <clears throat> just really not horror stuff. Yeah. Like Elden yeah. Ring, Armored Core. These games are completely not, you know, they couldn't be further from horror, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah. that's all I got to say about that. Fair enough. But uh, we, let, let's actually move on to the news proper, since we just had a ex extended, nice, long, rambling intro that at least was on point in, ter in terms well, of subject-wise. We touched the second you know. one, you know. So absolutely, we'll just switch absolutely. it up a bit. So, time for some news. Number one. Nope, that's the wrong list. Number one. Sony confirms PS5 Slim for the holiday season. Oh, isn't that wonderful? So, uh, <laughs> well, have you got yours ordered yet? Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it coming? Oh, I mean, dude, I couldn't uh, couldn't care less. No, it's more when I saw this. I was the first thing I thought was my brother because my brother, ironically, just bought a PS5 like five days ago, mm. and I was like, I hope he's not kicking himself in the pants for it because we'd actually been. He had called me a few times. We'd been discussing this like ad infinitum kind of, mm -hmm. uh, and I was telling him like giving him advice. You know, like well, you know, d like you if you want the the because he wanted the digital version. Mm -hmm. Which you couldn't find in stock. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, you've got a few options, right? It's like you can wait for the digital edition. I don't think they're going to be going out permanently. Like, so it's really just, in my imagination, it's just a question of time until one becomes available kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if you wait, you could find one. And then I was like, also, there's the new PS5 model, which has been rumored, rumor, rumored credibly. Yeah, rumored credibly for a long time, which probably is going to come out for maybe the holiday season. Who knows? And that's not going to have a disc. We know it. Right, and it'll have a disc optional, you know. So, oh, is this the one that has the optional? Disc? Exactly, exactly. Oh. Yeah, for all the way back to the um, what is that? The the blog. Uh, it's that guy, that famous industry insider, Jeff Tom Tom Henderson. Uh, I think it's no, it's not. That's my high school friend. <laughs> that's <laughs> high school Tom. Uh, yeah, what the fuck is industry insider something Henderson? He's got your last name. That's yeah, why I, I remember know. what to industry. I think it maybe is Tom Henderson insider. Tom Henderson. Uh, yeah, I don't actually care about the Slim. It's more the Pro. 
<clears throat> okay, okay. So if they, they were announcing the pro, and I mean, even still, this some dipshit might uh, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> some person <laughs> might, I could just edit that out. <laughs> might want to um, get rid of their PS5 to get a slim, right? Yeah. Like, because there are pe- a lot yeah. of people out there like that. They just need the newest thing. Oh, I couldn't always. Yeah. Right? No, me neither. Yeah. So, like, maybe I can finagle. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good idea. Yeah, but uh, who knows? Yeah, I mean, and so in terms of the actual details themselves, they're supposed to be rolling out this holiday. Uh, Sony has confirmed that the current PS5, like all the the old PS5 models, once they sell out, it's just going to move on to this one. So they're not going to do them concurrently. This is the new model. Uh, okay. It is basically fifty dollars more expensive across the board. Mm. Um, it's like like the digital edition is fifty more. Um, but it's basically the same. Of course, it does have a better uh, sort of form factor. It is, I believe, 30% less big. It's actually, it's really substantially less big. Right. Um, like, right. it looks a lot more, you've like seen PS5s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in the wild, like, they're really big. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's much more manageable size. Uh, it's slimmer, it's lighter. That's cool. I mean, it's it's great if you're buying one now. You know? mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care, but, like, great if you're buying one now. Um, so, yeah, it's, in a way... Yes, it's fifty dollars more expensive. You could say that that's uh, accounting for reducing the being able to streamline it so that it's like you know, much smaller. I don't so know. So fifty more than the disc version, or no, than fi- the digital fifty version? more for both versions, basically. Yeah. Okay. It's just a fifty bucks more expensive okay. all around, pretty okay. much. Like the digital edition is fifty bucks more. You still have to buy the disc separately if you want, right? It's because now, now it's the same model. It's just one of them comes with the removable disc drive, right. and the other one doesn't. Right. 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 right? right, right. But they're both like the. It's yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> They're both like they were before, more or less. Like essentially, the disc drive adds a hundred. So it's like right. It's I, like, I, I understand it. Yeah, I'm it's sure I understand a little complicated. Saying. But yeah. just imagine that each model is fifty bucks more expensive, and you've got it. Okay, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so so yeah. Anyways, I'm sure Jake's not that upset because at least it is more expensive. Yeah. So it's not like it's like totally just better in all respects. And it'd be harder to find. Yeah. And it's like I mean, like come on, how many yeah. years has it been out? That, before they're available, I still yet to see one in the store. Really? Never. I have seen it. Yeah, I have I've seen it. Not seen not a lot, but I have seen it. Um, and there's by also the way, I never go to stores. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assumed what I you meant. I was a by while it. ago. Like I was checking it out. I was going to like actually see. Mm-hmm. I was checking online all the time, and like every time I'd be in the mall, I'm like, oh fuck it, I'll check Walmart. Never, ever, 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 ever. Yeah. Uh, even like PharmaPre sometimes has gaming units yeah. and stuff. Never, ever, ever, ever. When so my, I was just like, all right, well, fuck it. When my girlfriend was getting my PS5 as a present, um, remember I had talked to my friend yeah. Mike? Yeah, and he actually saw them. Yeah. Yeah, so they exist. I mean, they're, yeah, there's not, they're still like scarce, but mm-hmm. uh, they come back in stock regularly now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jake had been, because he'd been looking for a while, and he had been seeing models a lot. Like yes, he hadn't seen he hadn't seen that many of the specific digital one he wanted, but he'd been seeing disc ones also. Like so, right, you know, I just don't want one of the, I just don't want one that you know they charge fucking an extra hundred fifty bucks because it's the God of War edition or some bullshit. Oh yeah, know? no, I <clears throat> I totally hear you there. Like yeah. that stuff pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's the only time I like that. It, well, I, no, I, I should rephrase. I never like that. No, but. I was content buying one one time because the PS4 came with Last of Us remake or not remake um, the first remaster, right? You know, and I actually did want that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's 
fine. Like, in yeah. this particular case, it's actually worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it drives me crazy that they, they jack the price that much more because uh, it comes with this game that you don't fucking want or exactly. it's the game of the year or it's exactly. free or whatever. Exactly. Like, yeah, no, come no. On. I'm, I'm totally with you. And I feel like also, I mean, listen, if Jake is uh, feeling bad because they just announced a new model, another thing to console him could be that um, there's also typically the, the sort of early adoption hardware woes. You know, like right, the yeah. first ones are always oh, the definitely. most rough, right? Definitely. So I would even say buying a like if if you don't care about that kind of stuff as a general statement, then it's like buying the the last PS5 to be released is probably safer than getting the the newest the first of the, edition of the yeah. yeah, yeah I would uh, think so. I uh, so it's both cheaper for him and also it probably works a little bit better. You'd assume. Yeah, you know, and I mean anyways. again, it's so recent and whatever. Yeah, oh yeah, but at least hey, we can stop talking about the slim remodel. It's come out. Mm-hmm. You're right. Now the next thing to talk about is the pro model. Whenever that does or does not happen, which we still don't know if it oh. is. Oh yeah, they talked about it a while ago. That there was some. I, I'm sure it was speculation, but I'm pretty sure. Oh no, you know what? They might have been talking about the next model because it had a estimated release time, and they might have been talking about this. I assume that's what it was. Um, yeah. But I feel like they did talk about a Pro at one point. I remember seeing an article specifically about PS5 Pro. I think it's pure speculation. Yeah. I, 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 although I can't recall. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but as, as far as I remember, there is no official note from Sony about any sort of like uh, actual Pro model coming out. Even Fair though enough. it would make sense for them to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. And who knows if any will. of the hardware will be different. But, you know. Hey. People will pay more for it. That's for damn sure. Exactly, exactly. Which I'm sure is all that, that's all that Sony cares about. Yeah. For sure. Can they make more money with the, this console? Yes, they probably can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good enough. But um, anyway, so, so that finally is coming. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number two. Silent Hill well, we 2 remake know. release date likely nearing announcement. We've covered this. We'll go straight to number three. CD Projekt announces live-action Cyberpunk 2077 pro- project, October 5th. I'm getting this news off IGN, and IGN is getting this off of... Bear with me one moment. Uh, doesn't really say. It looks like it's straight off the site. Well, we'll just say, uh, and IGN is getting this straight off of uh, CD Projekt's official announcement. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, uh, what can we say about this? Uh, announced today, I'll just I'll take a little snippet here. Announced today, the unnamed project is a collaboration between CD Projekt and Anonymous Content, the production company behind True Detective and Mr. Robot, as well as Academy Award-winning films including The Revenant and Spotlight. CD Projekt is working with Anonymous Content Studios head of television Garrett Kemble, director of development Ryan Schwartz, and chief Schwartz and Chief Creative Officer David Levine, the latter of whom was previously HBO's EVP and co-head of drama for over 10 years, where he oversaw production of series such as True Detective, Westworld, and True Blood. He was also involved in the <laughs> he was also involved in the production of the early seasons of the Game of Thrones. CD Projekt said this project is at an early state development stage, and the hunt is on for a screenwriter to tell a brand new story set in the world of Cyberpunk 2077. Joel, I know you're listening. Go apply. Uh, CD Projekt saw huge success from the Netflix animated spin-off Cyberpunk Edgerunners, so it comes as no surprise to see the company look to, to expand the franchise into Hollywood territory. Today, CD, this is also co- covering indirectly something else I want to talk about later. Today, CD Projekt issued a number of 20, Cyberpunk 2077 updates. This is the same day that the 2.0 came out along with Phantom Liberty, mm-hmm. including the game hitting 25 million copies sold milestone. Pretty big. Expansion Phantom Liberty also sold 3 million copies during its first week on sale. Pretty fucking nuts, in my opinion. Uh, meanwhile, CD Projekt announced a management shakeup with CEO Adam Kaczynski confirming plans to enter a supervisory position in 2025. 
In other news in CD Projekt that we will not get into extensively, they also, uh, there was news of mass layoffs. This was actually just occurred yesterday. Mass layoffs of Cyberpunk 2077 developer CD Projekt prompt new union formation. We won't go too far into that, but they have been experiencing multiple waves of layoffs, and it looks like the company is unsurprisingly finally suffering from uh, the fact that they really went all in on this game for a long time, hired a lot of staff. And then I can only assume that sort of like the really poor state in which it released and the fact they had to support it probably a lot more than they thought they would. Kept them on for a while. Exactly, yeah. yeah um, so this is probably just an inevitable exactly. shift from yeah. producing to, you know, end product touch-ups. Yeah, you know? yeah. That, that's how I see it. But, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the actual, I mean, the only thing I really want to talk about is the TV news itself. Um, what do you think about this? <sighs> True Blood. That's World. only the last one. I mean. Last World, what season? <laughs> Dude, True Blood. What like, season? True Blood has merits. No, 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 no. Okay. West it's World. also what ultimately season? a failure. What season? I don't know. I mean, it just right, says right, Westworld. All right, all right, all right, all right. I haven't seen What Westworld. I'm saying, though, is like, <laughs> okay, True Detective, was that one? Yeah. What season? Hey, man, season one was amazing. I, I know what you're phenomenal. saying. I know what you're saying. But, but okay, so this this happened with the, fil- with the film. Also uh, the first few seasons of Game of Thrones? No, but this happened with uh, it's just the a same movie company. a while ago. Fuck, what the hell was it called? I think I know what you're I talking about. I can't remember, but they said it was from the minds of Get Out. Yeah. Right? And, like, Get I Out remember, was a great fucking movie. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it turned to be some, like, one, like, fucking executive producer or some <laughs> shit yeah. from it. It had nothing. Like, dude, it was absolute dog shit. Uh, I'm I, telling you, it... Fuck, I was pissed. I remember and I was having this conversation. Then I, then I found out. I was like, oh, it has nothing to do... Like... So anyways, it drives me crazy when they throw around names like that. Like, yeah. had something to do with this. It's like, what, did he get the fucking coffee for them? Like, uh, <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's a cool resume. Well, this Lots is at of least, stuff. It's at least some big names. I'm just terrified about what'll come of it. He's I, got some I, HBO I shit. Mean. Okay, cool. I mean, just like... Well, Anonymous Content Studios head of television, Grant Campbell, director of development, Ryan Schwartz, and chief creative officer, David Levine latter of whom was previously HBO's EVP and co-head of drama for over 10 years. To me, Wait, it sounds see, that pretty good. Sounds that, like, that, yeah. like, that sounds dumb. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know what I mean in terms of, yes. like, having these uh, these Ab- awesome resumes that just absolutely. mean absolutely nothing in the real, in the translation of things? 100%. So, like, that's what, that's my concern. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I hey, mean... I know also, we, you, you, when you say Mr. Robot for me, I don't know if you ever, did you ever check out Mr. Robot? I tried. I couldn't. I loved loved the first season of that television show. Mm-hmm. It kind of fell off the rails in the second season. It still was kind of okay. Like, the, the show's got a vibe. That's it, it's really interesting, you know? And, like, if you don't like that vibe or you're not into it, like, I, yeah. I, to- I totally get not enjoying it, but it was really special for me, at least the first season. Right. Um, I even particularly remember, and I remember this, uh, Joel recommended me this, but the first episode of Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. it, it had some extremely fancy, uh, I want to say, director attached to it that was not, he wasn't the same director as the rest of the show. Right. Even though the first season overall was very good. Uh, but a, a special guy did just the pilot. And the pilot was like a double length. It was almost like a film. And it was just insanely good. Okay. Like the pilot was like retarded, stupid good, from what I recall. Uh, and that show really got me for like a little while. You know? And I really just, I dug the, the vibe and stuff they were going for. You know? Right. Um, and so when you say True Blood and when I think about True Detective S1, which is a series that I have seen so many times, like probably four times in completion at least, um, that I could that I still reference today, like regularly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Super solid. I'm not uh, I'm not shitting on that at all. Yeah, I just see the potential. I'm just shitting on the fourth. 
I mean, well, Stephen Dwarf and uh, <laughs> the other dude. Like, come on, talk about a downgrade from uh, yeah. fucking McConaughey and. Uh, but even you know, even True Blood, it's like Harrelson? it had stuff. Oh fuck off! Like it, it was bad, oh, no. but no, I don't even want to hear it. Sorry. No, I mean, like you can't. Like there is a cert- a still a level of production there, that, yeah, they didn't go in the right direction. Like they kind of cocked it up, in my opinion. But there's still you like, you can see the potential there for something whatever better. I think at least. Okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, I was I was more disappointed with True Blood than I was than I was with a lot of other stuff. You know, like I was very disappointed by it. I had a girlfriend, but there's that still something about like it's you can't like I don't think it's accurate to say it's all it's not all bad. It's mostly bad, maybe, but like there's still remember, elements. There. I just remember walking in and my girlfriend was watching it, and there was vampire sex going on, and I was like, "What in the fuck are you watching?" And she's like, oh, it's really good, whatever. And, I, and then I, like, I watched little bits here and there, and mm. I was like, this, cocker, this fucking guy turns into a cocker spaniel? Like, yo, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> that's got to be past Honestly, this. like, well, the only on, one that's even enough is enough. The only oh, one that's you got werewolves, you got all this shit. <laughs> fuck off, man. That I'm was sorry. right at the end of, that's actually what got me to check out of the, se- of the series. I don't know. Was the very end of the first season the guy, tur- a guy, somebody, somebody turns into a werewolf for the something. first time. Okay, and I was just I like, know. nope. And I immediately was like, Dude, not, never watching this again. All I'm saying is, I, I, I saw it in like tidbits here and there, yeah. and it was the most ridiculous. Yeah. And the fucking acting. Uh, but dude, dude, even even what you're watching is already past where for me I was like, no, this is obviously not a show I can I can get into. No, no, no. But I it's walked. Way past I that. walked in on this. Like, it's not like I actually watched the show. But I'm also like, saying that's way past. What I watched in the first season. Okay, like okay. that's actually way past what I would even say is good. Does that make okay. sense? I, I don't like, know. Yeah, sure. No, it, I mean it has to be because, from what I recall, like the the very first instance of they show a werewolf at the at the literal season finale of the first one to set up the second season. Oh no, this wasn't a werewolf. This was a fucking cocker spaniel. I I don't. Yeah. No, he turns into a cocker. No, now spaniel. I hear you, but I, I'm pretty sure I didn't see that. <laughs> like, I, I find it hard to I believe he, I wouldn't have I checked think out. I there's like at that a dog time, barking you know I mean? at somebody, attacking someone else, and like whatever, and then yeah. like, uh, oh, I, I don't know, but I, I swear, man, the guy fucking turns into a okay, cocker spaniel. Okay, we, we gotta check this right now. I, I could Side be wrong bar. in the breed. It could cocker, be some sort cocker of spaniel, sheep dog. True blood scene. <laughs> what is the dog? Tr- shocking scenes. We're not fucking puppy. No, I don't know, man. It's gonna be too way too difficult to go down this. Uh... Anyways, yo, maybe I just made this whole thing up in my head. This I is just, over ten years dude, ago. I think it's extreme. I, I unfortunately, I think it's very believable what you're saying. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think you're making it up at all. But anyways, um, what I'm, all I'm saying is yeah, that this, like this went on for a while. Yeah. The first episode, I was like, there is something interesting here, and okay. then it got consistently worse. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's just there was a nugget of interesting in the, the, to begin with, and you could see how if this was handled by somebody just a little bit different, this could have gone in a, a totally way different direction. I hear right? you. Yeah. Anyways, all, and all that to say, I'm not. I don't care to defend True Blood, but the people behind these types of shows, I feel like, could indicate something interesting for Cyberpunk. Yeah. Does that make sense? Fair enough. And where I'm coming from is also kind of like what I feel like CD Projekt has ironically done the best lately has been fuel other Cyberpunk franchises sort of into the spotlight that have really worked well. Yeah. Like Edge Runners. Edge Runner was dope. Yeah, like the role-playing game. You know, getting more attention on the role-playing game was a really good thing in my opinion. I don't know how that company would be doing if, if not for the attention. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because uh, they, they were able to t- turn that into, like, they've made a bunch of books since. I really appreciate it. I love the role-playing game. Um, and it's like, 
yeah, the the really good thing about Cyberpunk is its lore. It, like, its world is awesome. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's endless. Yeah, like, that's what makes me excited for the idea of this thing, is I'm like, well, maybe this could be another interesting, you know... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it just... From an actual... From a, from a company that is able to handle good production values in television shows, yeah. I could totally see how a live-action Edge Runners could be fantastic. You know? Maybe not, but... Here's hoping. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's just like... It's definitely... It could be. You know, it, not necessarily, but like... It's 2023, I don't know, Mo. <laughs> I don't know, but either way, uh, I'm, I'm excited for what that could mean. Mm-hmm. Like, will it mean anything good? Maybe not, but uh, you never know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, I also didn't think Edge Runners was really going to be any good until I saw it. And I was like... Animated, I have much higher faith in fantasy stuff mm. and fiction. Like, uh, like, even Altered Carbon, season one, was okay. But that's just it. I mean, cyberpunk live action, it's pretty much Altered Carbon. Yeah, we but, almost already have a blueprint. Yeah, but I, well, okay, Alita is almost a little more Battle simple, Angel. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, a I, lot of that, the Talon shit. Yeah, the Blade. I don't think I, I think I only watched like half an hour of that. All yeah. I'm saying is there's some there's a little more of that sort of way the fuck out there cyberpunk shit. And yeah. that's technically live. No, it's animated. No, it's live action. It's live action. Animation, right? Whatever. It's, it's kind weird. of a weird hybrid. Yeah. 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 Well, really interesting, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. To, in, as far as I'm concerned, it's like we already have blueprints for this kind of thing. You know, yeah. Carbon, Robocop, Dread. Like, Dread. it wouldn't be the first. You know what I'm saying? Dread. But just it's Dread. like you just take a relatively simple cyberpunk plot with like cool corporate corporate shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like almost like uh, yeah. I mean, like pretty much like Edge Runners, but just in in live action. And you add some really good fight choreography, like it would not be that difficult to do. Yeah. You know? Like just a really good fight choreographer, some decent dialogue, some nice set design. Like, do you need that much more? You know, I don't know. Good CG. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and you don't need that much CD. CG. It could mostly be costumes, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's mostly just a look, you know? But, uh, anyways. Um, I feel like it's got potential. We'll see. We'll see. Moving on to number four. One second. Renewed concern for Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake as trailers and tweets are culled. Uh, so I got this information off IGN. Uh, let me find this. Uh, so I'm going to close some tabs here. The tabs are getting a little out of control. Oh, by the way, that's the cocksucker that turns into the dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. It's a bartender. Yeah. I think. The owner of the bar- I don't think. Yeah, it probably was the end of S1 leading know. into S2. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? It's like, I'm defending the potential of that project. I hear you. Not what actually happened. I hear you. What actually happened sucked. I hear you. (laughs) And it was really like, if if the first episode is here, it was just like, it was just like this the whole time. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? And it really hit a low at the very, at the finale. It was like, oh my God, guys. Uh, You want to do a smoke zone? Sure. Uh, Should we just finish the news first? Yeah. Yeah. Last item. Um, Right. So, like I was saying, I got the story off IGN. The original story reads, There is renewed concern for the status of the troubled Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake after fans spotted trailers and other promotional material pulled from the internet. Oh, no. X user X. Uh, it's such a bad name. I can't get over it. I, was, I had spent at least 15 minutes on the bus just thinking today, like, it, Twitter is so much better than X. Anyways, X user at Crusader3456 flagged that the 2021 PlayStation Showcase trailer for the KOTOR remake was set to private and posts published by Sony on official social, social media channels were pulled. 
Uh, last year, development on the KOTOR remake was reportedly paused indefinitely after dis disappointment over progress made with the hotly anticipated RPG. A demo built by Texas-based studio Aspire, Aspire? Aspire, maybe. Apparently failed to impress when shown to Lucasfilm and Sony, which led to development being put on hold. The remake's art director Brad Prince and design director Jason Miner subsequently left the project. Yikes. The KOTOR remake was then moved from Aspire to World War Z and Space Marine 2 developer Saber Interactive. Both studios, they clearly should be done by Blooper Team. They, like, they're the kings of this stuff, man. Both studios are owned by parent company Embracer, which is currently closing studios, canceling games, and letting go of staff amid a punishing restructure. What else is there to say here? Aspire had worked on KOTOR. It's even, it gets even worse, man. I, I didn't realize the trajectory of this thing. Aspire had worked on KOTOR Remake for three years before it was finally announced in Sony's 2021 PlayStation Showcase, where it was revealed that original voice actor, actor Jennifer Hale will be returning as Bastila Shan. <clears throat> At the time, it was set to be released as a PC and PS5 console exclusive, and was touted as a full remake development from the ground up. Originally developed by Bioware, the KOTOR, KOTOR has consistently been regarded as one of the best Star Wars video games and Western RPGs. It was certainly one of my favorites, and is totally up there. According to reports, Aspire was targeting a late 2022 release date for the remake, but insiders suggest 2025 was a more realistic target. It's now even more unclear how this project will continue. IGN has asked Sony and Bracer for comment. Now, the interesting thing is they did have an update. Uh, Sony has issued a statement in response to the removal of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake trailers and tweets, insisting it has, no it has to do with music licensing. Quote-unquote, as part of normal business, we delist assets with licensed music when the licenses expire, a Sony spokesperson told IGN. So, um, I got most of my commentary on this subject from, uh, I will not try and claim this is my own, I was listening to the, the Sacred Symbols podcast, mm -hmm. they covered this extensively, uh, I know very little about this type of insider stuff, but they were saying that, uh, basically Colin on that show said that it was, he just didn't, he pretty much said that it was, the entire thing is just bullshit. Uh, and in terms of the Sony statement being like, we normally, we, we regularly delist assets with licensed music when the licenses expire. Right. He was just like, that's completely implausible. It doesn't make any sense. And it definitely is not the explanation for whatever this is. Whatever this is, mm -hmm. right? Um, one thing that we can say, though, with certainty is that clearly this project is struggling. The really weird thing is that, so Colin was speculating that, again, uh, I won't try and credit this as myself. Colin was speculating on that show that uh, the remake is either... So first of all, he was saying that uh, it's the reason is definitely not that they <laughs> delisted it for licensed music when the license ex expire. There's no reason why, like it's like number one, why would they have just mm -hmm. renewed the license, right? Like that already doesn't make any sense, you know? Like if this is a game that's under their umbrella and they've been working on for a long time and it's a PS5 console, console exclusive, I mean, you can't tell me, right, that like they're just going to forget to renew the music license. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It's completely like sort of just nonsense. Um, and then also, so... He was saying that either they're... The most likely explanation is probably that they're maybe just pulling it out of the project altogether. Okay. Like, it's not... Another weird thing is, like, why don't they just say this is cancelled? Yeah. You know, like, it's kind of like, if like, why go through so much trouble to sort of, like, defend you know, the removal maybe of assets? Maybe want to sell some stocks first. Who knows? <laughs> like Unity? <laughs> um, I don't think Sony does that kind of thing, to be honest. But um, I think people just do, period. Um. Yeah, maybe, but still, it's just it's 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 a really weird messaging. I don't know. No. Like, I mean, the messaging around this game, period, has been like very confused and mixed and muddy. So who knows? I and mean, it, whatever. Like, I mean, I feel like I just, maybe maybe yeah. they're just like maybe they're like they're pulling out altogether. And it's going to another company, and that's what's happening. And like, it's in the process of being like moved over to someone else, and that's why they're not explicitly saying it's canceled because it's technically not canceled. Mm -hmm. But they also need some sort of explanation for why these things are suddenly being pulled, and they don't want to just say they, they're not allowed to say it's moving to somebody else. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like that's a plausible explanation. I don't know, 
it at least makes me feel like, I mean, I'm really sad to, this game really, this game really deserves the Silent Hill 2 remake, uh, sort of RE2 remake sort of style, Demon Souls remake. It deserves that kind of thing. Mm. Um, the game is 10 years old, 20 years old? Is it 2003? I can't remember if it's 2000. Must it's, be. Wait, 2003? Yeah, it must be. I think it's two decades old. Um, but it really was an incredible game, and like we need good Star Wars games, and it would not be very difficult to just change the, the art assets, essentially. Perhaps some really minor tweaks to the gameplay, but nothing big at all, because it's pretty much all there already. Like You don't need to do much, you know? So it's really like somebody should be able to do this project, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't understand why it's being this difficult, but yeah, I mean, I, my only hope remains that because they're not explicitly stating it's cancelled, that that has to be the explanation, that it's just moving to another studio, because otherwise, why wouldn't they just say, like, listen, this project's just done. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, ain't, it ain't looking good for, uh, for the Star Wars KOTOR remake, and basically, you know, this is, this is as, as far as I'm concerned, is pretty much the death knell for, like, at least the next, like, three years, maybe, you know? Like, it's maybe getting recirculated, getting moved to somebody else, but that's going to take a long time before it becomes something sort of, like, real again kind of thing. So we can, unfortunately, I think we can, we can all stop caring about the Quarter remake, which is a bummer, but listen, sometimes things are difficult. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. It's certainly better than releasing it in the clearly not great state, because the, the whole rumor was originally that Aspire had shown their progress to like a sort of, sort of a Sony boardroom thing, and they were just sort of like, we can't, this is not, this is just not good enough. <laughs> like, that's the rumor. Like, nobody knows if it's true or not. But right, right. if that really was what was happening, like, I guess I'm happy that it's not coming out then yeah. because it's like, yeah, much better to not have an inferior product than, you know. A piece of shit, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Or like a Red Dead Redemption remake that everyone's like, you know, trash talking, whatever. Like, mm. but yeah, this, this series really could use the sort of like full Silent Hill 2 remake sort of style, you know, fresh full coat care. of paint. Yeah. Yep. But um, so anyways, here's hoping for the future. Maybe we'll actually find out what happened at some point in time. But it uh, looks like it's on ice for the moment. Oh, well. Break? Yeah, let's do it. Unplugged in the machine. Unplugged edition. All right, uh, while we're back, uh, we will leap right into what we've been playing. So, I don't know, I mean, do you want to lead? Sure, sure. Cool. So after last week's, uh, or last time's, Discover of Division 3 uh, being talked about, mm -hmm. I uh, decided to jump into Division 1 because I never actually put in much time. And, uh, yeah, I'm, like, level 15, maybe, 14, 15. Okay. Something like that. I think it goes up to 30. Okay. Um, is it like Destiny, where it's, like, you need to first get to the... Like, the first ob objective is get to the level cap, then the second objective is you start grinding for some other thing? Oh, there's always something to grind for. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you constantly need... Uh, you constantly need shit to make kits and... Or, uh, builds and stuff like got it you're constantly needing shit but um yeah different parts of the map are not level locked but you don't want to go there under level like you don't stand a chance um so if you manage somehow to pull it off you'll get some way better gear but like i don't think you'd even be able to use it if you're not that level mm. um i could be wrong on that i don't i don't know i haven't killed anybody higher level than me <laughs> so <laughs> Anyways, I just decided to uh, try it out. It's cool. I uh, think it's fucking really neat game. Um, and yeah, that's it. And do you feel like you understand yet? You know, no, is there I anything about what, what? What? Why is it that people 
you know, in the, it seems like in the eyes of fans, the one, the first one is maybe for a, in a lot of cases is sort of the most revered. Yeah, I think that's probably just because of uh, the order in which it was people were exposed to it. Uh, to me, it's the second one. I haven't played both of them really side by side, so that's kind of why I'm doing this um, to see. But uh, personally, I like the second one just because that's the first real introduction I had to it. Mm -hmm. So there's some nostalgia, whatever. I like it, um, and that's that. But uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see. I, I would actually like to know if you could find out what. I, th I think I tend to agree with you. I'm, I think you're probably right in terms of it's just it's really nothing more complicated than you either played this one first or you played this one first. I mean, who knows? We'll see. Maybe some people like New York more than Washington. Um, Second one was New York, or the first was New York. First was New York. Okay. And there's some parts that's like where it's uh, snowing and like fuck, you can't see a goddamn thing. It's uh, it's cool. Like that the environment cool. is really cool. Really, eh? it's fucking neat. Like, it's very... The, you know the story? <laughs> no. I, uh, oh. A tiny bit. It's There's... a virus. Right. COVID, but it was way worse. Um, and it's, like, spreading the money or something? Yeah, yeah. So it's called the dollar flu. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like contamination areas and shit like that and whatever. It's it's cool. It's very cool. And but it's all sort of like post-apocalyptic like man fighting man stuff. stuff yeah, right? pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> you're like a government agent sleeper sort of and like you only get uh, called forward to uh, when shit hits the fan. When shit hits the fan. So <laughs> you and a whole bunch of other people like you, the division. Mm. Um, are running around shooting people and um, saving folks and you know just being good guys that's that's pretty much it you're just a good guy so hey. I, I will be honest my mind was completely blown by your description of the fact that the dark zone is not a place you load into it's actually just part of the map yeah I'm pretty sure you just walk right the fuck in that's insane um, yeah, that, that's, that's a that's a big it doesn't sound like much, but it's like it's a big level of immersion up from like other things in similar games, where mm. it's like to access the PvP or or, P, or PVE elements, like to access the co-op or PvP elements, you have to go into like a separate lobby kind of thing. Honestly, you know I mean? in this playthrough, I haven't gone into the dark zone yet, but it's just like fucking part of the map, and um, that's I really awesome. don't think that there is something blocking your way. I that's awesome. Yeah, I don't think so. It makes me a lot more excited to try it. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking outside. Like, I feel like with a live service game like this. Part of the reason why I'm less interested in trying it now that I know that a third one is coming and I'd rather just wait is because I find live service and games just more fun to come into from the ground level. Mm -hmm. I think it's also a little bit, I mean, you're totally right that like, yeah, on a game that has like constant connectivity issues, right, like, and bugs, it's not that great an idea necessarily to come in on day one kind of thing. Uh, I mean... I don't know. There, there definitely are problems at launch on these kind of games. I played Destiny 2 at launch, and I absolutely know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Like, it had tons of issues, you know. But at the same time, it's almost like playing a From Software game on day one, where they have, like, because of, of the whole messaging system. Mm. You know, there's there's the most player engagement yeah, for at, sure. during that window. For sure. For it's sure. like... And if you're trying to match make and stuff... Then there's like, something to be said for just that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I feel... Yeah, I mean... It's it's old. The first one's old. You know, I haven't even tried matchmaking. Um, we'll see. You know, if it's even a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, no. I've seen people running around low levels. Like, it looks like people are playing. And but, you can't uh, attack players unless they're in the dark zone. Yeah. No, right. So no, you, no. yeah, that's interesting. No. Yeah. But you can help each other out. Right. Um, so yeah, 
you can you can run missions together like you'll get to an area and it'll be like okay uh, fucking it's like a gang hideout or something and there's a boss and whatever and you uh you can matchmake at the entrance kind of it's like huh. an invisible thing okay. like it's just it pops up in the air and like you press oh. a button and it'll send out a call to people in the area huh. they'll, they'll come and then you can rush in guns blazing and, and do they walk over yeah. Or do they yeah, just yeah, spawn I, in? I think, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure. They, they just walk over. I'm pretty sure. It's <laughs> that's like, kind of cool. It's yeah. kind of like a beacon, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I dig that. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah. Again, I haven't done any matchmaking in this. And <laughs> sure. even in even in the second one, uh, I only ever really played with one or two friends. Um, so right. we were just in the game together. We would just run and do missions together. And yeah. Like, I don't know. There was nothing to it. So I never did the matchmaking. No. Anyways, cool games. Uh, what about you? Uh, awesome. I mean, uh, yeah, I've been taking a bit of a uh, as you as you can see by the list. I've got some weird stuff this time. Yeah. Uh, well, Wizard of Legend is there because I've I've, act- I've been getting back in touch with my indie roots a little bit. Part of that makes me wonder if am I actually being a bad gamer by because the problem is I I have been playing Armored Core Six up until very recently, and I got extremely stuck on a very hard mission that's like three for away from the end, right. and it is bothering the hell out of me that I put it down to like because it's like almost every day that passes I'm like okay I'm losing my Armored Core skills I'm losing my Armored Core skills I gotta go back and just finish this. Mm-hmm. It was crazy hard, and it's like it. I think it comes back to my only objection with the game, which is that. Like I got my advice from my, you know, my Vietnam buddy Min, who was like crazy into it. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, just take like this weapon. Like it's gonna be super easy." And I'm like, "I'm sure he's right." But you but, don't want to. Do- yeah, but that's kind of really like I was also talking with my buddy Mike about the friend of the show, Mike, about this, um, about how I get that some people actually like it and think it's a positive, but I, I really feel like the fact that you need to change your loadout to do things is the opposite of freedom of choice. I got you. And, like, it really feels restrictive. It doesn't... Because I know that if I... Like, I looked up another video of how to beat the mission I'm on, and it's like the guy just equips the same overpowered two Gatling guns and two Songbird grenade launcher cannons that that I can use for... That was almost recommended for every other hard boss battle, mm. and it's just like, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sure I could do it that way, but at the same time... Anyways, I think I'm just going to suck it up, get through the mission with that, and just move on with the game. Because mm-hmm. the game was awesome, and I was loving it, and it's like, I really would like to just finish it and sort of start, because I've heard that the New Game Plus is really fantastic, so I want to just get it done with. I'm not going to leap into New Game Plus now, but I'll have it ready for like whenever I want to come back and do like a clean playthrough, start to finish kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, so I would really like to, to finish that, but I put it down... And I played Wizard of Legend with my nephew, which was fucking amazing. That game is the shit. <laughs> like, it is so goddamn fun. Like, it is... It almost has a lot of... It has a lot of the elements that you like in multiplayer games. Like, I know it's pixel art, like, action-adventure. But the action is, like, insanely crisp. Okay. It's crazy difficult. It's, like, brutally hard. But you're supposed to die, so that's fine. Right. You know, like, because you just... You just I think I beat the game like once, but like you just die, get some chaos gems, come back to town, and then you can buy some new powers for next time. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole, and the only the reason why you keep playing is because the combat's actually really fun. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the only reason to play the game. But there's so many builds, there's so many different ways you can kit your character. And like I've been on this sort of like crazy berserk fire build for a while that really, really works well. It's like I activate a power, it's super up close, it doesn't use range attacks at all. And you just like, you essentially make yourself go berserk with a firepower. Then you just like, 
it's like you flame on into enemies and just like knock them back and like do these crazy like stun combos kind of thing. Hmm. But it's a it's again it's a very build oriented game where it's like you got four power slots and like the way you can kit these out is like determines how your character is gonna play. It's just super amazing. Nice. Yeah. It's like every it's like a game that I I literally never tire of coming back to Wizard of Legend. It's hmm. fucking awesome and like you can't be. It's just it's amazing two player couch co op. Nice. Like the best. Um. So that that was fan. Excuse me. That was fantastic. And I also, so it's like I've been, what's the word? I've been neglecting Armored Core 6 a little bit, but I also came back to Infernax, which is a game that I absolutely adored from before, that I still think is totally awesome. Like, if you like Castlevania 2 style. Right. It's just like, you know how we were talking recently about how some games you can just feel the essence of the creator in them? Like, there's yeah, that yeah, hu yeah. the human touch that, like, makes things really special, and, like, including little just little surprises that like you would not expect from like big game companies that can be in these indie games that like make you really appreciate the products yeah infernax has those in spades you know right. it's like just constant i gotta, I gotta see what infernax is I, you're gonna I, hate I, it. I remember it <laughs> i remember it but i don't you gotta take my word for it man it's just, it's fucking it's yeah. amazing I, i'm pretty sure like if I you know. like that style of game yeah 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 no, no, no. That's we kind talk, of what I thought it was. Yeah, we talked about it in the rapid fire a couple times because they keep making these cool updates of mm -hmm. like they add Jace to the game, which is just like weird right. doesn't what make any fuck? sense. Yeah, no, no, I remember. They I add remember. contra characters to the game and just like this okay. weird yeah. NES tribute stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Supposedly the two player mode that they added recently, the last thing we covered, is actually really good. It's like this because you they dramatically increase the amount of enemies there are. Mm. I think I should probably not eat this one. No, give me a second. Yeah, the two-player mode dramatically increases the amount of enemies there are and gives you a second character with completely different powers. And, like, he works totally differently to the, to the first-player character. He looks like a really cool way to play the game two players, but... Hmm. Anyways. Yeah, I was just... I was dicking around with stuff. I didn't want to go and play Armored Core 6. So it's just like, this this fucking mission is just, like... It's Sucking really tough, man. It's really tough. And um, I was looking for stuff to play, and I never finished Infernax. I got to the last castle, and I was just like... I can't handle this crazy hard 2D platforming anymore. Mm. You know, it's like spike traps with like death pits that like if you fall in, you touch the lava once, you're gone. Yeah, you, know? totally. like you got three lives, like old school style kind of. Amazing. But at the time, I was just like, I can't do it anymore, man. And now that I went back, I was like, oh, this is totally not that bad. I, I shouldn't have put this down at the time. Mm. So I, I just spent like, I don't know, like six hours playing through Infernax, finally beat the final dungeon, got the ending, and I was like, well, that was awesome. Hmm. So I haven't beaten Armor Core 6, but I was able to like put a bow on one of, these, yeah. Yeah, one of these old games that I actually really like. And honestly, it kind of, I've been getting a lot of like rekindled urge to play indies. I think I'm going to get back into indies now. Like, okay, well, there you go. Finishing that, that was amazing. Uh, playing Wizard of Legend, and then I just bought Gunbrella, because I was like, I right. think I do want to try this game. Yeah, I played the demo, it was really good. And yeah, I booted up Gunbrella. If I was, I went to bed way too late. I should not have done it. But I booted it up last night at like I don't know, like twelve thirty probably. And really, I just watched the intro again, and like the intro is already like <clears throat> it's hooking me so fucking hard. Hmm. You know, like it just something about it. Like it's mostly the art style, but it has 
it has that feel of one of those weird games where it's just like, yeah, there's a little bit of like personal touch there that just gives it a little something special that other games don't have. Yeah. And the action seems like pretty crisp. You know, like I like the, the movement traversal mechanics, which is with this gun umbrella that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, no, I remember. But it. oh. it's kind of cool, you know? And you can like parry attacks with it and stuff. But mm. anyways, it just looks really cool and I'm, I'm actually really excited to get into it. So now it's kind of like... I think I need to put it down, though, like, not play it, and just finish Armored Core 6. Yeah. And yeah. then I can sink my teeth fully into something, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, fair but, enough. Anyways, but it's been, it's been good, yeah. And it's, like, it really, you know, it's I'm kind of happy that I love Elden Ring, but I think I was in a bit of an Elden Ring rut, too. Yeah. Where I was just, like, doing stuff just to do it. Yeah, fuck that. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, it's, it's so easy for me now that it's, like, I'm just coasting through the game. Hmm. And it's not unenjoyable, it's just... I realized that, like, I'm not engaging with... Uh, I'm, I'm having just, like... It's, a, it's equivalent of, like, watching constant reruns of Seinfeld or something. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's a great show, but it's, like, you know, it's very minimal engagement. For sure. Because it's something you're so familiar with and, like... Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Dodge, dodge. Yeah. Attack, attack. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I still am looking forward to playing more Elden Ring uh, in multiplayer with somebody. Either For you, sure. Mike, you know, whatever. I haven't but, played um, it since last time we played. It's such a fucking enjoyable game. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And really can't wait for that DLC to come out, man. It's going to be it's going to be so welcome. I'm interested happens. in that yeah. for sure. But uh, that's that, yeah, that's all I've been getting into. So, you mm -hmm. know, happy to get back into some indies. Like it's been a long time. I've, I've been away from indies for a while and like it's time. Yeah, it really it, it gave me feelings of like when I first got into those really cool indie games at the beginning like Fez, Hyperlight Drifter, you know, yeah, that, yeah. like crazy cool shit at the beginning. The sort of in the golden age of indies, you know. I hear you. Anyways, uh, so should we move on to the rapid fire? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, not gotten, we don't have too much to get through, but moving on to the rapid fire. Insert machine gun sounds here. Number one, Stardew Valley developer Concerned Ape reveals four new haunted chocolatier screenshots. So I'm getting this off IGN, and there is not too much to say here, but you know, this is the way uh, Stardew Valley developer Eric Concerned Ape Barone likes to do things. Hmm. He just, you know, he's been working on this game technically. So this is the sequel to start. Well, I, I guess sequel is probably the wrong word. More like the next game from Eric Barone. Although it clearly looks like it's the same game as, like, it's the same style of game as Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm. It's the same. He's doing a different thing. Slightly, it's, like, probably slightly different. He's not going outside of his comfort zone in terms of, like, the way he designs. Uh, which I think is smart. And one of the things that I noticed about this game, or rather that I realized while looking at this news article, is that I love when they do... Like, I love when games just have a single title and then move on to a different... Like, the fact that this is not called Stardew Valley 2... No, for sure. ...actually does a lot for me. Definitely. Even though the gameplay looks the same as Stardew Valley. I kind of hear you. Does that make sense? But anyways, so he, he released four new screenshots. Um, you can go check them out if you're interested. I'm only uh, reporting this because I know that some people, my girlfriend included, are kind of, like, desperate for new stuff about... He's not a guy that releases a lot of information about his projects. You know, so I feel like people are just keen on this game, and it's like... Right. We need, we need updates, you know? And it's nice to see that he's just still working on it. Uh, one thing I did think was interesting is... Uh, this is all very inside... It's too inside baseball for me because I don't know Stardew Valley. But, um... Hang on. Uh, or rather, I don't know this sort of, like, inside baseball references enough to sort of get what they're talking about. But people seem to be stoked about the screenshots. Um... Yeah, here's a little snippet off the IGN article. Barone first discussed the project that would become the Haunted Chocolatier all the way back in 2017, less than two years after the release of Stardew Valley. With my next, and this is a quote from him, with my next game, I want to go all out with my ideas, take things to the extreme, create an even richer and more detailed game world, and delight players with continuous handcrafted experiences, said he at the time. And the thing that got me to realize was, like, if that's actually true, 
the amount of depth to Stardew Valley, it is retarded. <laughs> like, the amount of shit that he put in that game is unfucking real And I know this because I watched Louisa play the entire thing. She actually logged... Dude, what was it? She was disgusted by my, like, 581 hours of Elden Ring. And then she checked her Stardew Valley, and it, which is, of course, all her. It's something like 200 and something. Mm -hmm. She logged all those hours during COVID, mm. uh, essentially while she was on paid vacation, more or less, yeah. right? And, like, so I watched her play so much of it, and the game is just, like... Like, it has events that happen that are, like, plan completely planned, non-random events... For like three three in year game uh, three in game years of time, okay. which is like a day, like it's something like a day will pass in like an hour or something. You know what I mean? But it's like it's yeah, it's just it's unreal how much he crammed into that game. Yeah, and if he really is actually going all, like he's taking it to the extreme. Air quotes. It's like if that wasn't already extreme, like I'm 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 really curious to see what he's going to do with this, but. I almost feel like if this is true, like if he really is taking it to the extreme now, I might actually need to play it this time. Well, you know what I mean? Go. Even though it's like I'm completely overwhelmed with like, I don't, I'm not zero inch, I couldn't be less interested in like Farming Simulator, you know? So, uh, yeah. But uh, his games are, I mean, he's, 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 his game is crazy. Play some know? Division. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. But anyways, I'm just happy to see there's more developments about uh, Hot Chocolates here because I know people are, people who like that, who are in that community are super stoked. Mm -hmm. right? uh, I'm just going to skip over You Will Die Tonight. Cool? Sure. Uh, moving on to number two, The Last Faith official release date trailer. So this is a game that has been, I want to say it was bandied around one of the Sony State plays perhaps a little while ago okay. in an indie segment. Um, I don't have too much to say about this game. It's just we finally have a release date trailer, and I think it looks extremely good. Uh, the release date, I believe, is... i got to find the tab. One second. Uh, where did I hide that? Last Faith. Right. Uh, so the game finally has a release date, November 15th, very soon. Uh, and I don't have too much to say about this. I'll read a quick uh, recap. The Last Faith will be available on PC, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, basically everything. Nintendo Switch, Xbox Series XS, and Xbox One, November 15th, 2023. Check out the latest trailer to see action-packed combat and terrifying enemies of this upcoming gothic Souls-like Metroidvania. A demo is now available on Steam, which is interesting. Uh, and I have thought this game looked kind of interesting since the beginning. I also sort of dismissed it as like, eh, it's maybe another one of those millions of Metroidvanias we have. Yeah. But I do think it looks pretty cool, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's got a bit of a sort of it look. It has a it has a nice uh, sort of Castlevania Symphony of the Night art style going on. Very brutal. I like the, I feel like the animation's really nice. Mm -hmm. They have some really cool like him ripping off the arms of demons. Sort the of. wings and shit. Yeah. 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 It just looks pretty neat, and it's like this is a game that I'm definitely I will. I mean, now that, you know, it's like in a if I'm getting back into indies, this is the kind of thing that I typically play. And I'll definitely check out the review when it comes out. If it uh, reviews well, like I, I could definitely see myself playing this game. There you go. But uh, I think it looks really good. And I, I was, I would suggest anybody who is sort of a fan of the sort of dark gothic uh, 2D Metroidvania shit, like it's worth checking out. Yeah. Like in a sea of sort of things that are more or less identical, I feel like it at least slightly stands out. <laughs> Mostly due to its art style. Yeah. I mean? yeah. It also makes me think a lot of, I mean, I'm definitely more stoked about There Is No Light, which should be coming to Switch any second now kind of thing. But um, that's what I got to say about that. Okay. Uh -huh. Moving on to number three, Tripang 2 official console launch trailer. Uh, I just noted this down because, so this actually came out, uh, it's October 2nd, and Tripang 2 I've been hearing about for a little while in sort of like smaller gaming circles. I believe it's Canadian? Is it Montreal even? I think this game is Montreal. I can't remember. Tripang 2 Montreal Studio. 
developers of Tripping 2. Where are they located? I thought this was a, a Canadian game, but <clears throat> I could be mistaken. Tripping Studios. Oh, Vancouver. Oh, there you go. My bad. Yeah, so it's uh, there by Tripping Studios, based out of Vancouver, Canada. And um, have you seen the trailer for this game? Yeah. It's PS5, right? So it's like it's people are talking about it like, it, like the, everyone's saying it's um it's a throwback to the to the the era of fear. Do you remember fear? Vaguely on yeah. consoles. Vaguely, there was that scary little girl mm -hmm. and like a lot of and then you were it was first person shooter. It was like horror FPS, mm -hmm. but it was definitely action. It was like heavy action horror FPS, very creepy, but like mostly just like intense high-octane action where you're fighting like tons of special forces troops kind of thing. Right. And then there's this super scary like supernatural horror girl every now and then who's I like think, assaulting I do, you I with... do recall vaguely, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty well received and like we don't really get a lot of games like this. So it's just kind of, I find it a little interesting for someone to go back to that style of games. Yeah. Um, I took a gander through several reviews and I really do think it sounds pretty good. I also don't have that much interest in playing a pure FPS, mm -hmm. although it's also very small. I haven't checked the price, but I get the feeling it's not really a full price game. I thought it was twenty nine ninety nine. Is it really? That's US. actually really, that's um, really reasonable. I could be totally fucking wrong here, dude. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, I find it believable. Tripping. Tripping too. 40 bucks. 40 yeah, bucks. 40, oh, 40 bucks. US, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, 40 bucks is a very reasonable price of game. Price oh, for totally. especially how, I mean, it look, it's crazy it polished. Crazy. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like, totally. Um, yeah, so, anyways, it's been getting pretty good reviews, and, like, I heard a lot of buzz around this game. So, I'd, I'd just say if you're looking for kind of FPS crazy, sort of Mad Max, uh, not Mad Max, Max Payne, Fear kind of a mm -hmm. little bit style style thing, could be, a, could be an interesting thing to check out. Yeah. I'm certainly curious myself. Uh, moving on to number three. Wait, wait, that was one, two, three, four. I'm going to skip War Groove also because I don't feel like it. Yeah. Um, we're going to skip Essential October games because we discussed it already. Yeah. We'll do the front and Phasmophobia and then, and then cut it. How do you think? Sure. Yeah. Excellent. One, two, three, four. Moving on to number four, the front official early access release date trailer. Uh, so let me just find my trailer. Bear with me. Uh... This is the one we just watched, right? Exactly. Okay. Um, does this have any interesting information here? Um, yeah, I got this trailer off IGN. Here's a, a little brief synopsis about the game. I had, I had not seen anything about this game previously. And again, it's official early access release date trailer. So the early access release date for PC is going to be October 11th, 2023. That's just, that's literally today as we're recording. Get another look at the world, crafting elements, combat, and more in this latest trailer for The Front, an upcoming open world survival game coming to PC early access October 11th. Front takes place in a post-apocalyptic sandbox landscape populated with zombie-like mutants and hostile factions. On the war-torn land of the front, players will engage imperial forces, exiles, and rebels in an epic battle that determines the fate of humanity. Team up with your friends, explore ruins and enemy areas, craft weapons and equipment, build bases, and defend them with tower defense-style traps, pilot tanks and planes, battle the elements, and contend with fearsome foes. Teague, what did you think about this trailer? Looked like an absolute fucking shit show of insanity. I'm super curious. Yeah. Um, it looks like a hundred games put together. It really does, um, yeah. It almost makes me, re it, it, that reminds me of like the 99 and 1 games on NES. It's I, I have like... little to no faith that this will be a decent product, but that being said, looks like an 
absolute fucking shit show. Yeah. And I'm all on board for that. Yeah, you know, me too. Like, I'm, I'm super on board for the chaos that this is going to fucking be. You it's know? my kind of shit show. Yeah. It's just, I mean, the wildness and craziness. Like, I don't yeah. even know where to start. Just check out the trailer. H- had you seen this before I uh, showed no. it to you? No. I really just, I saw this and I immediately thought of you because it just, it has so many elements of like the kind of games. Like, it had, it feel like it has elements of like the chaos of Conan and Arc. Yeah, day, you know, it looks elements. more like Daisy almost, but also way Perhaps. crazier and whatever. Like I don't know. It looks like seriously a hundred games together. Yeah. Um, the trailer is absolute chaos. Um, it really is. It really is. Pure mayhem. You have no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. But you're driving tanks, fucking flying choppers, Night building vision. bases, dri- <laughs> fucking driving on the back of a pickup truck with a machine gun. Like, blimps. Dude, pyramids. blimps, pyramids with Monsters, lights in the skies. Humans. Giant troll-looking motherfuckers with armor. Jog- zombies, zombies with colors. I mean, jeez. It's um, absolute mayhem. Yeah. I strongly recommend you check it out. Yeah. Uh, but I'm calling it. I, uh, it's going to be trash. It probably will be. <laughs> it probably will be. I think I'm with you. But uh, anyways, it's looks some like crazy fun. looking trash, man. Looks like fun. Yeah. I, I hope that uh, if it is enjoyable trash, then I hope it comes to console. Hey, some people's you know. garbage is another man's treasure. Keep my fingers crossed for that. Moving on. One moment. So that was four, right? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. Moving on to last but not least, number five, Phasmophobia's console release date delayed to October due to fire incident. I argue I say it is least. (laughs) So this is is actually from the 23rd of August, uh, and this is a completely old news thing. I just wanted to bring it up now because I didn't realize Phasmophobia was even getting a console release. Mm. So I was just like, oh shit, Uh, because I remember... I was pretty curious about this game when it came out and made waves and I, I want to say it was mid-2020. Right. I can't believe we've been doing this show that long. We, it was That was not at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> it's like way after we started, you know. Uh, but it's like super long ago now. And uh, yeah, I didn't even realize it was actually had an announced console release date. And for some reason, I stumbled across this recently that it's like someone was talking about Phasmophobia and I was like, what? It took me a really long time to even realize like, oh yeah, that's that game that like everyone was streaming at some point in time. Mm. People were going nuts about. So it's this like first person co-op ghost hunting game, I guess, that's going for like paranormal activity. I sort of, I, I would yeah. say. Yeah, it looks like it to me. Paranormal, paranormal activity, Ghostbusters, kind of. Yeah. Um, and I just remember how much people were going nuts about this game when it first came out. And I am actually really curious to try it. Uh, so I saw this news and I, I did think it was interesting to talk, even though this is from 23rd August, I thought it was interesting to talk about this today because the actual supposed release date is supposed to be basically now. Nope. Right? Like from the, they, they, yeah, they had a, the, the delay back in August um, and it was supposed to be, they had a bunch of tr- troubles at their office. Presumably these are worked out now, and the release date should be right around now, and would make sense for Halloween. So maybe we will actually get to try this Phasmophobia game, which, personally, I'm... I mean, again, it's like, it really depends on the price, right? But, like, if the price is... You okay? Yeah, I'm trying not to yawn. <laughs> oh, jeez. I was trying not to fucking <laughs> into the mic. So you should just, like, we need a signal. Like, yeah. hold your finger up or something, and I'll just yeah. pause. Yeah. Because you know? I know what you mean. I have that, too. Like, sometimes I need to burp. Sometimes I can do it, though, and I'm just like... Mm, we're good. Yeah. You know, one thing I read in the Hagakure 
If you go like this, you put your finger on your temple and you rub upwards, it does actually stop the on. You ever try that? No. Try it. It's a, it's a really time. weird trick, but uh, it actually works. I mean, you look kind of weird doing it, but it, it does work. Uh, with me, it's mostly like I have to burp. That's my problem. Because I always hear the burps in the editing. Mm. Drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but I derailed myself. But uh, what was I saying? Uh, coming out now, saw this game. Yeah, this is, the kind, of, this is the kind of game that, um, <clears throat> again, Phasmophobia, uh, I would... I would be, it's like if it's the right price, like if it's maybe just 40 bucks, and like say for example my brother just got a PS5, maybe he wants to try it, something cool yeah, to do, yeah, I would totally be down for that. Yeah. I was really curious about this game when it came out, and it's like I will, I will probably check it out. Mm -hmm. um, so here's hoping that actually comes in time for Halloween, and they don't, I mean there hasn't been any updates in a long time, which is not necessarily meaning anything, because they're a pretty small studio. Uh, that could mean that everything is completely fine. It could mean that, you know, development's fucked and they just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It, who knows, you know. But the release date was supposed to be now. I'm just, I'm excited that this is actually getting a console release because I didn't even know that. And uh, if it isn't now, I can only assume it will be pretty soon because it looks like they were pretty much ready to go back in August when they had their issues. Right. So, right. Here's hoping. very curious. Yeah. You go. Hopefully I mean, you'll be hunting ghosts soon. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's like Trepang 2 where it's like, it's another reasonable kind of like mid-tier ask, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like, totally. Because if the price is right with that kind of stuff, it's like, you got to hit, I mean, 40? Well, now also these are more PS5, well, not, uh, but with Trepang anyways, these are PS5 yeah. only, right? So Same with like, Phasmophobia. Okay, so yeah. there's there are some things coming out now that are yeah so hey totally yeah, you totally. may as well and if they come out 30 40 bucks like well it's fuck a, yeah it's a pretty good ask, not 95 you know? exactly you know yeah anyways um that's pretty much all we got for you for this episode um i mean i don't know do you have any uh, any closing comments i don't Thoughts actually concerned? nothing uh... i feel like there was something i was gonna say but i i, I completely slipped me it was about it was about games coming out prices of stuff <clears throat> Oh, there was that Capcom shit. What the fuck was it? That Capcom shit. Cut it out. Capcom no. Was, yeah. No, and like something just popped into my head. Uh. Something to do with maybe something I saw recently that was a lot cheaper than I thought it was. Yeah, I feel like some game that we talked about, like that I realized was like, oh, it's actually only this much money? Oh, really? And, and, and just having one of those thoughts of like, oh, that's a lot better than what I, you know what I mean? Mm, totally. <clears throat> Anyways, um, yeah, so well, I suppose that's pretty much all we got for you, you know, I mean a bit of a wet fart at the end because I can't remember whatever it was I was thinking about but uh, listen take it easy and we'll catch you next time take it easy bye for now